0: Welcome to the Broadcast Dialogue podcast, the show all about the media industry in Canada.
1: Today's topic on Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast, is pylon antennas for FM broadcast. And in regards to this, the vast majority of uhf north american broadcast antennas today are slotted cylinder pylon antennas unfortunately for radio broadcasters, their narrow bandwidth characteristics were impractical for passing full band fm signals but that has changed and to discuss this we bring in president of dielectric keith pelletier keith welcome to the podcast
0: Thanks, David. As always, it's great to be part of your podcast and looking forward to this discussion.
1: Okay, well, we'll talk FM Pylon Antennas in one second. Just wanted to congratulate you in your 25th year with Dielectric. You have become president of Dielectric in their 80th year. So congratulations to you and to Dielectric. Now let's move on to FM Pylon Antennas and what was done so that this can apply for FM broadcaster?
0: Yeah, so if you take a step back and look at what we've been able to do with the pylon antenna, the pylon antenna was originally designed as a single channel UHF antenna well over 50 years ago by RCA, uh, which is the technology that we adopted and brought into our house uh, within dielectric in the mid nineties. And I think if you look at the progression of where what we've done with the pylon you know, for the past 15 years or so, we, we've been trying to get more and more techniques on the UHF side to gain bandwidth and and flexibility to the end users, our, our broadcasters. So, given all of that, we have continued to develop our UHF product line. Fast forward a little bit into, you know, 2017, where we started the repack deployments and in repack we focused on mainly uhf and vhf antennas and one of the things that we developed was a broadband pylon for vhf things that we focused on was a low Q in the uh, antenna design which gained a significant bandwidth and also phasing of the slots to help increase the overall bandwidth Quite a few papers have been done uh, by John Shaler, our vice president of engineering, to show some of those techniques and and how we got there. And as we were going through repack, we said, you know, let's take a step back and you know why why not develop some of this stuff uh, for the FM broadcasters and the TLSV broadband, which is a high band VHF channel seven to thirteen, which we deployed over 90 antennas or 130 antenna modules, four bay modules, of that slotted pylon. Uh, So it's, you know, it's proven, it's reliable, uh, been a great product to add to our portfolio. We started looking at the feasibility of how can we do this at FM? And there was a lot of excitement uh, within the dielectric four walls. And we started to look at the overall size, Um, Can we get the low Q factor that we need to get the bandwidth and some of the phasing so a lot of our history and where we started with the original pylon in the RCA days has been able to to continue to build. And one thing that I I've always said is, you know, we don't necessarily care, you know, if it's FM, VHF or TV, you know, it's just a it's a it's a frequency that we design for for our broadcasters. So being able to translate this to FM, uh, brings a lot of excitement coming into our 80th year and the 2022 NAB, which, as you know, we have not had an NAB in three years, which is kind of unusual. So, bringing this product to NAB, uh, lots of excitement. We we anticipate um, quite a few inquiries, and and we'll see where this product goes.
1: So you'll have discussions with this with hundreds of people at NAB. But the time to market for this from development to actually being available was rather swift. Touch on that.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. So one of the things that we've been able to do at Dielectric is continue to innovate and continue to push not only the design portions of our time to market, but also thinking outside of the box and, and getting creative on how do we do that? Uh, more effectively with the team that we have in place, so one of the tools that that we have, and we've discussed it on, in podcasts and previously, is HFSS, which is high frequency simulation software. So over the repack days, we were able to use this as a core design to get you know over a thousand pylon antennas out the door to meet our repack needs of our customers in the in the United States and Canada. So one of the things that we continue to do is develop that tool, understand how to utilize that tool. We've developed a team of what I call power users that are really efficient uh, within this tool. So 20 years ago, if you look at the product development, this tool was maybe in its infancy at best. And a lot of the ways we were doing this is with a lot of calculations and a lot of working with our machine shop to make the initial design, modify the design, and keep tweaking it until we got the end result. Time to market was significant because of the, the delays in working with the different departments and, and being able to get that product out the door. Today with uh, HFSS, we are able to put that into the virtual world, if you will, design it and then put it to drawings. And then essentially we just validate it. That the software is so efficient and accurate these days that once you get that to the manufacturing floor, it's not about modifying it, it's just about validating it. We've proven that with all of the pylon antennas that we did for the repack. Quite honestly, if you know, the 1100 or so that we had to do for repack if in the two and a half years, if we did not utilize this tool and the team of power users that we have within the four walls, there's no way we're going to meet those deadlines. So this tool is is certainly something that we're excited about and continue to improve upon and for the FM pylon it goes beyond just the design of the initial product. We're also able to use it as a azimuth pattern tool, you know, whether the customer has a uh, FM protection that we have to meet or they want it in in, in an omnidirectional pattern, we can put the FM pylon or our ring styles into this software package and quickly develop azimuth patterns. So taking it outside of an anechoic chamber, which is technically what we've been doing for the past numerous decades, and put it into the virtual world, our power users are able to draw the simulation, come up with the solution the customer wants in in a matter of you know hours versus you know weeks of tweaks and adjustments. So. Our time to market, you know, both on pattern develop development and also antenna or combiner development is relatively quick because of how we went about uh, utilizing this tool, developing and putting in time to our resources to make sure that they fully understood it and became a power user.
1: Keith Pelletier, president of Dielectric. They will be exhibiting at the National Association of Broadcasters show in Las Vegas april 24th through the 27th uh let's touch on what we will see from dielectric in addition to this at the nab uh keith
0: a lot of focus on the on the fm side we talked touch base on the fm pylon we are also uh, showcasing our ability to do pattern studies within hfss as we discussed briefly on our whole entire portfolio we think that's a complete game changer just because, again, speed to market, customers want to know, OK, can you do this pattern? You know, instead of waiting to see what our results are, um, they're going to be able to get those results relatively quickly compared to what they're used to uh, within the industry. And also, that package is going to solve the best footprint that you can get a- on an anechoic chamber or a far field range. Typically, you, you meet the requirements and when you do, you stop. This is going to use an optimizer that gets you the best coverage pattern that you possibly can get. It runs, you know, hundreds of iterations in a very, very short time, uh, and it doesn't stop until it knows it's fully optimized. So that's, that's very exciting on the, on the FM side for us. Uh, in addition, we've also focused uh, on single frequency networks and ATSC 3.0. So we've got a complete product portfolio that uh, we've developed using some of these tools that we've been talking about during this podcast. And we've worked with the consultants and broadcasters on what their needs are. So we believe we have the most robust uh, product portfolio for 3.0 services uh, moving forward. So very excited to talk about uh, that. And just excited to be out to NAB again. I mean, it's been three years since we've been out there. So being able to to talk to people face-to-face get some of that interaction and get used to being in the swing of going back to NAB is is a lot of excitement all in in itself.
1: Keith Pelletier, president of Dielectric. Check them out at dielectric.com. Keith, uh, thank you for joining us on Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast.
0: Always a pleasure, David, and look forward to uh, future podcasts. Thanks for listening to Broadcast Dialogue. For more information about the podcast or to receive exclusive access to our weekly briefing about the Canadian media industry, visit us at broadcastdialogue.com. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, connect with us on LinkedIn, and follow us on Twitter and SoundCloud. I'm Matt Cundall, host of the Sound Off podcast